Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another night of the Otana Wrestling Weekly Podcast here with Coach DJ Johnson, the head coach of the Otana Wrestling team in town here. And we had quite a season. We're we still talking about wrestling because it's still going on. Well, yeah, and I, you, I know it's weird to announce yourself, but this is a legendary coach, middle school coach for 30-some 30 30 some odd years, Larry Hovden, and seven, I don't proud know. patriarch of the Hovden wrestling family and all the boys you had come through. So, yeah. I just looked at a picture back there. I got all four boys on one picture for that uh, state championship team. They're all coaching here. Oh, yeah. You know, it's honest. Yep. So that's right. That's quite a picture. I, yeah. I never knew that all four were in there. So mm-hmm. Brought a tear to my eye. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right, though. First of all, we got to talk about our sponsor because that's the guy that that uh, just takes care of everything. You know, we, we need something. You give a call, you got it. Yep. And that's Premier yep. Bank. Premier Bank. Yep. So uh, proud sponsor of the Oatana Wrestling Program. As well as, uh, you know, in the Oatana area, I know we have a couple of golf events coming up that they're major donors to. Uh, So that's just uh, pretty telling about what type of organization, uh, how philanthropic they are. Um, It's it's cool. It didn't take much for me to just ask, hey, would, would, uh, because I worked there, would Premier Bank like to be a sponsor? I didn't even finish the sentence. They're like, yeah, how much? So (laughs) it, uh, they're, they're always willing to help. They're always looking to help. Um, and they're, they're so great and flexible with, you know, being for myself, you know, the, the time it takes to be a head wrestling coach mm-hmm. for a high school program. And that's the way they are. There's hockey coach. They're a big time hockey place. I, mm-hmm. I don't hold it against them too much, but <laughs> everyone's a hockey coach all the way up the ranks. So, um, they recognize the importance of family, of community. Family, yeah. Yeah. They yep. take care of the family here. So much appreciated. Thank you, Premier Bank. Well, they, they always want to mention that who we are, where we've been, where we were destined, and we travel together. Is what yes. they, that's their motto. So that's a big, that's a big uh, mouthful to fill, but I tell you what, it sounds like they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now the first wrestling uh, Subject we need to talk about is the Oatana Wrestling Banquet, the high school wrestling banquet. This Sunday at the Oatana Eagles Club from 1 to 4. Um, tickets are $15 at the door. Lunch buffet is included. Um, and, yeah, it, we're, we're trying to bring everyone together, bring, uh, have everyone kind of come out of the woodwork. We, we already saw that in terms of, like, alumni night mm-hmm. and senior night. We saw a lot of faces I haven't seen in a while, and... Uh, we want to keep that energy going and, and bring this community together, and uh, this is the perfect opportunity. We even have uh, some youth and middle schoolers that I'm reaching out to to see uh, they already had their banquets, but I want to showcase you know some of those awards too uh, from their own banquets. So really, um, you know, unification is one of my main missions uh, mm-hmm. as I took over the program, and so that that's something that I'm going to keep going. And that's Sunday, April 24th, 1 to 4 o'clock at mm-hmm. the Eagles Club, 15 bucks at the door to get in. Lunch buffet followed by the awards. Absolutely, yep. All right, we got that covered, and now it's time for the OHS slash OWA weekly recap. Girls, folk style nationals. We still got them going. Yep, yep. So th- I apologize to... Uh, Ryan Grunwald, state championship wrestler. This happened, I think it was actually two odd weeks ago. Um, Girls National Folk Style Championship in Colorado. So she went out there with, uh, you know, some other Minnesota wrestlers. I know uh, uh, 
oh, what's her what's her face from Northfield actually won nationals. Our Ryan Grunwald, our state champion, first ever 113, 114 state champion, took fifth in the nation out there. So had an amazing tournament. Um, and she's one that's in freestyle practice twice a week. I know she also heads over to RCTC and practices. Mm-hmm. She goes up to Summit. I mean, they're just all over the place all the time. She lives and breathes it. And, and that was reflected when she was on the show, and we were asking, like, you know, what are your hobbies? And she's like, this. <laughs> you know, like, wrestling. So, it yeah, is. That's, it, it pays off. Um, and so, yeah, congratulations to Ryan taking fifth in the country at Girls Folk Style Nationals. And now how many of you guys have ever heard a coach say, you got you to practice, you got to try and make yourself better, you need to commit for a couple days a week, and yep. look where it can happen. Yep. You know, some of these kids just don't have that focus on being able to get to that state tournament or be able mm-hmm. to get to that national tournament. Well, and just because you do, you know, it, now it's baseball season, it's lacrosse season, it's it's soccer for some of the youth, totally encourage it. We want four-sport athletes. We want mm-hmm. kids involved in all kinds of things. But, hey, if you can spare an hour here or there during the week, too, just any mat time is beneficial. Well, you did it back when you were yep. a young man yeah, in the freestyle absolutely. program. We, we used to take 30, 40 kids down to nationals every year. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the folk style nationals, too. And, uh, but there's people in baseball that were heavy duty of baseball players, like yeah. Nate Abrahams and a couple other guys, but they still came in and wrestled. Yeah. And uh, that's all they needed. And they did well at these tournaments. So mm-hmm. we definitely yeah. want the four sport athletes. That means you are really well rounded and you have a lot of ability. Yeah. That's absolutely. what I look at ability. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can really go. All right. Now we got the Heartland Duels this past weekend. Yeah, down in Iowa. So um, they were taking dual teams for the Minnesota State team uh, for different age groups. And so we had four wrestlers participate. Uh, one we're about to talk to here in a couple of minutes, Max Flemke, eighth grader. Um, Caden Linquist, sixth grader. Uh, and then we had two girls. Aliyah Fisher, sixth grader. And Kayla Pastica, sixth grader. Yeah, so represented Owatonna well. They were each on a different team just because of those age mm-hmm. uh, brackets and everything. So um, if they're asked to go, they're probably one of the best in the yeah, state. They're yeah. going to represent Minnesota. Yeah, we were talking about all four of these uh, at MinUSA State a few weeks ago and then NYWA and everything. So they, you know, haven't taken time off. They are still super active and it's paying off. And why they are so good is the freestyle at Greco season is still going. You know, that, a lot of people think wrestling's done with now, but in the USA wrestling program, that league is tough and it makes you tough. If yeah. you want to be a good wrestler, get in there for that freestyle. Or if you don't want to go to tournaments, just come in for the practice. Keep yourself yeah. in shape. Absolutely. Well, and to that point, we have, you know, expert clinicians, Orlando Ponce from Augsburg, and Daniel DeShazer, who is so popular technique-wise that he has his own video series on Fanatic Wrestling. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we have those two master clinicians that are in here, you know, each once a week. So both Mondays and Thursdays, you're dealing with some of the best clinicians in the Midwest. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I'm kind of the guy that always goes after the new kids. I, I just love to get a new guy in here and just let them watch. And then when they're ready to wrestle around, they can, you know, I'll teach them a few moves and they'll get out on the mat and practice. But mm-hmm. then when that time comes that you want to go to a tournament and watch, we go and watch, and then you can participate a little while later down the road, and you'll see that, hey, I can do this. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're always looking for the new guys to come into wrestling. Absolutely. Yeah, that, at, you know, as we keep saying, um, you know, wrestling's a sport to where just because 
you know, your fifth, sixth grade haven't started yet, even all the way through. I mean, we have we had some seniors come out for the first time this year mm -hmm. who ended up placing actually pretty high at the Big Nine JV tournament. So it's it's something that like, you know, it's not a totally different language like learning to ice skate or something like that. It's <laughs> you are basically equipped to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just about refining, honing the technique and, um, you know, kind of enjoying the martial art of it. So, yep. yeah. Okay, we'll be back with a lot more wrestling right after this break. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Uintana Weekly Wrestling Podcast. Host DJ Johnson running the show down there at the end of the table, bringing in guests in every week. It, it has been quite, quite an eye opener seeing some of these kids and what they're doing and the accomplishments they're doing. And today we got Max Flemke, eighth grader, and yeah. what that kid has done this year is pretty good. Yeah, well, and coming off, so you're at Heartland Duels. Yep. How'd you do down there? I went five and two. Five and two, nice. That that's a tough tournament. So. Two days or one day? Uh, yeah, just both two days. Two days. Two days. Okay, gotcha. And then that, you know, you got yeah. asked to be on that team because how'd you do at Min USA State? Uh, I got first place mm -hmm. at a four. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, and you danced on camera. How many yeah. matches there? <laughs> Two, just two is a okay. small bracket. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you're, 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 a, you're a bigger kid in eighth grade, so it's like, yeah, there's, uh, it, it gets a little slim pickings. And, hey, that's why we brought you up to the high school about halfway through the year is to get a look and to have you work with us. And um, what was, so speaking of the season, and this could be either junior high or high school, what was, uh, like, one of your favorite memories of this year? Um... Well, this year, probably my favorite memory was, or one of my favorite memories was winning my first varsity match. Um, just kind of cool to stand up and, you know. What town was that against? That was, I want to say. Mankato East. Yeah, Mankato East. Yep, that was senior night. Ooh. That kid tried to headlock you like, a, like you didn't know who, where you were, <laughs> and uh, you showed him who you were. That was. I mean, and you made the place go crazy. Like, did you, was it everything you thought it would be? Like, under the lamp, packed house, getting a pen? Yeah, it was, I, I kind of see that kind of stuff in, like, movies, and I uh, just, like, <laughs> thinking that kind of feeling is just unreal. Um, that only, like, a lucky few get to, you know, feel that. Uh, but it kind of was perfect conditions. Everybody was there. Um, it was match just under the big light and first match got a pin and just a cool feeling just kind of felt like I'm on top of the world yeah top of the world absolutely well nice and then you finished your so we, we kind of had you going back and forth um got you a few more looks on varsity but uh, when it came time to being in like the big nine jv tournament you had a good tournament how'd you do there at the Big Nine JV uh, sections, I got first out of, I can't remember, but. It was like six, six or yeah. eight. Yeah. So I had a few matches there. Um, oh. And yeah, I came out, came out on top. Nice. Nice. Well, and you've kept it going. Have you pretty much been consistently wrestling since the high school season ended? Yeah, I've been going to, uh, just last weekend, going to Heartland Nationals and going to practices for that. Uh, going to, uh, like, strength training, 
uh, the going to Black Shirt Club and uh, the freestyle Greco practices. I've been making that the two times a week, um, trying to just stay on top of things. And mm-hmm. uh, when there's nothing really going on, just kind of doing some exercising at my, at my house. And yeah. Wow. How many kids do that? That's dedication there. Yeah. What's the Black Shirt? What, what's that? Uh, so it's Monday through Thursday. Uh, we go up in the wrestling uh, in the weight room, weight room, and uh, have this little sheet we look at and lift. Good have a little for lifting. you. Good for you. Yeah. So yeah, Max, and uh, you've had Caden Keller with you, and so yeah, you guys, you know, on the nights where we have both Black Shirt Club and um, freestyle practice you do an hour of freestyle and then you come up and get your workout in too so mm-hmm. it's uh it's cool to see you're definitely a kid who uh you know and, and this was very evident the second you stepped in the the wrestling room is you're, you're not someone who needs to be reminded to focus or to you know give it your all or anything like that you just go and do it you're a workhorse so that's much appreciated and it's carrying over to the weight room too yeah, I, I wanted to show the kids. I knew what it was, but when I said the black shirt, I want to make sure that all these kids know out here that this guy works hard, and, and you get success if you work really hard. It, yeah. it will come. Yeah. Sooner or later, you'll get it. And I also want to put it out there for Black Shirt Club. I emailed uh, the middle school parents and wrestlers as well this week, and I want to put out that message that, hey, it's not too late. We'd love to have it. We have 23 commits in all. Uh, to doing Black Shirt Club, um, knowing that we have a lot of spring sports going on right now, that, that gets a little dicey. But, uh, yeah, it's not too late. Just let me know, and we'd love to have you. We kind of do a, a custom sheet for everybody so that they can track their progress. And we're going to be, uh, no pun intended, maxing out uh, either tonight or tomorrow, depending on when people can do it, and kind of see where our, our baseline is. And uh-huh. we'll do that about every six weeks to help track progress. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that covers... uh, How do you think wrestling prepares you for the other sports? That's a big question. Mm -hmm. Uh, I said that right. So It's just kind of going into it. It hones your body. uh, Like, uh, you can do things you might not have thought you could previously do. Uh, I never saw myself doing cartwheels and... uh, (laughs) stuff like that um that many push-ups yeah yeah (laughs) um fifth grade i was when i started i was like right when i started wrestling uh i was when i was the most i could do for push-ups and at one certain time was probably eight Mm. and now i can do 100 at at once and uh isn't that fun (laughs) yeah it's just kind of crazy to like you're like whoa I didn't know you, I could do that, and then when it goes into doing other sports, you're doing holding your stance for a long time, and so if you're going into football, you're it yeah. prepares you to keep your stance for a long time. Uh, def, just uh, get ready for that double leg takedown when you tackle somebody. Yeah, it's you got a kind of same principle with taking somebody down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of the hard, the work aspect of it is, uh, you're if you go if you wrestle, and then go to any other sport, you'll be you know you'll be equipped physically enough to take on the challenges that 
hmm. that sport will will yeah we, we we say it all the time and i don't think we're biased in saying it it's probably the most difficult uh high school sponsored sport that you could train for as mm-hmm. far as like the training regimen it is um work. yeah there, there's a reason nfl players go and do mma which hey they're doing wrestling training for mma mm-hmm. you know in the off season and everything and you're right the flexibility the the also the the mental fortitude i mean Every other every other sports practice probably seems kind of like a cakewalk in comparison to some of the days we've had. Um, so, yeah, those are all great points. So, what other sports are you in? I heard football. Yeah, um, just wrestling and football. Oh, okay. uh, I kind of played all sports, all kinds of sports throughout my life, but yep. uh, the all ones right. that just kind of I stuck with are just wrestling and football. What position do you play in football? Uh, o line, D line. Very good. Push and pull. That's absolutely great. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely is right. Okay, I think we covered that one. Who's your professional, favorite professional sports team? Uh, My favorite professional sports team would uh, be the Vikings. Yeah. Just kind of keep it local. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good. Not like the... The, you get the to go Dallas to, Cowboys yeah. fan we had. Do you I'm get to go to any games <laughs> or anything? Yeah, we. I've gone to a few games. Uh, mm-hmm. Like to watch it on the TV. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gone to a, a game or two. Yeah, nice. it's, quite a, it's quite an excitement up there, isn't it? Yeah, Let's talk about hype. Oh man, oh, okay, okay. Get... Real quick question then: Who do? You, what position do you think we're drafting at twelve? We got the draft a week away. We have pick twelve. Um, I want. I want Max Flemke's prediction right now. I'm going to say safety. Okay, yeah. Anything in the D-back area. You know, Harrison Smith's getting long in the tooth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just him and Cam Bynum back there this year. So, okay. They're going to need help. That's good. That's good. Nice. I don't know if Smith will need that much help, but he's pretty good yet. Yeah. I've seen that guy come in and dive and grab them two ankles. He knows how to save his body. This will be year eleven in the league, though. Really? Like, you don't think he's that old, but yeah, he's getting there. So I got an autographed uh, football from him on his rookie year before he ever touched an NFL football. Really? He was oh with, my gosh. Uh, oh, we were at a fundraiser up in the cities. The, the oh man, I can't remember his name. The center or uh, inside linebacker. Greenway. Greenway. Yep. Yep. The Greenway uh, run is a, is a is oh a, yeah. Yep, it was a long big. run they were doing, and, and uh, he brought him along mm. because he's brand new and he wanted to introduce him to people. Sure. So he stood in line right with Greenway and signed anything he had. Yeah. And I oh. thought, man, that was cool. I bet. Now that he's done what he's done. Right, yeah. All pro. Yep. Nice. Okay, and we got one last thing here. So I, to preface this, you and my son geek out about classic rock yeah. on bus rides for middle school. So he's telling me about like, oh my God, we were surprising each other with our music knowledge. So that's why I put this question on there. What is it, Coach? <laughs> favorite classic rock band or artist? Uh, my favorite classic rock band is uh, CCR. Um, oh yeah, CCR is good. Definitely de- one of my favorites. Uh, but you know, Queen, uh, mm-hmm. ACDC, Deep Purple. Yep, yeah. Deep Purple. Yes, <laughs> right about there. those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well-rounded kid. Great job, Ben and Nicole, your parents. And speaking of shout-outs, any shout-outs you want to throw out there right now? Um, 
Maybe Twinkle Toes Townley. Uh, that's Twinkle Toes Townley. Is that Trevor? That's Trevor. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Twinkle Toes. How did you get that one? Uh, oh, how did he get that one? I should yeah. say. Um, just kind of a small kid. Okay. <laughs> Call him Twinkle Toes. Uh, and then his dad. He kind of. Uh, they call me Beefcake on the mat. <laughs> really? uh, so he kind of co- he coined that nickname, and then Scott Sorensen for getting getting me into wrestling in my okay. fourth grade year. Awesome. Cool. All good shout-outs. Well, Twinkle Toes, I hope I see you tonight at lifting. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Well, that about wraps up here yeah. with Max. We appreciate you coming in and telling us your story and, and your history with Old Town Wrestling. It sounds like you've got a lot more to do. Yeah. And you Ooh. are really fired up the way it looks to me. This kid's working hard. He's coming to practice. He's going to the weightlifting. Black shirt club. Well, yeah. Know, that's what they call it. But I'll tell you what. If you're a member of that club, that means you're tough. So come on in. Anybody can join. It's a wide open door. Absolutely. Thanks, Max. Yeah. All right. We'll be back right after this break. All right. Welcome back to the Otana Wrestling Weekly Podcast. Coach Johnson running the show here. Does a fine job every week. Every Wednesday we do a new new uh, show, so you can watch it, and you can watch the old ones if you want, and you can whip up anyone you want. Absolutely. So now, here we go. Well, so the next guest, <laughs> our esteemed guest, he is a gentleman who's already at the table, and I, I want to pick your brain because mm. not only are you such a great Oatana Wrestling historian, but you are a part of the program. You have lived this mm-hmm. you've lived the blue and gray and white wrestling program forever i mean just i so i want to know the backstory i want to know the history um and i you know as we talk about these things you've kind of hinted at them as we've had guests on and everything like that but i i'll confess i don't even really know your history in the Oatana wrestling program besides you were my coach. Yeah. And then I was, you know, you giving me rides down, to yeah. freestyle and yeah. <laughs> get in the van, let roll. Yeah, get in the van. Yeah. Meet at Hufton's place was always yeah. the, the direction. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, let, let's start back with your own wrestling career. You alluded to it a little bit with uh, Mr. Wade West, Westfall, but like, what exactly got you into there? You were you snuck out to go yeah. to practice? <laughs> yes. Can you I go did. over that? My, my dad was a basketball player. Okay. And that was the number one thing. I had to get around that. And, uh, yeah, for two weeks, I was said I was staying after school to do homework, and I was going to wrestling practice. <laughs> That's dedication. And Man. then, and then uh, I got invited, to, or another guy, Steve Knox, asked me to stay overnight at his house on Friday. We set it all up, and there was a tournament down in Harmony, Minnesota. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'll stay at your house Friday night. We can go Saturday morning. I'll be home by 1, 2 o'clock, and I can go home. Sure. In time for the chores at night. Yeah. Yeah, my dad worried about that a lot, too. Oh, had, I like, bet. Two, three hours worth of chores. Jeez. And, uh, yeah, so Spring Valley had a small paper, a weekly paper, on Thursdays. So it was the following Thursday. He sees my name in the paper for wrestling <laughs> because I placed this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I got third or so. I don't know what it was. So that's how he found out? That's how he found out. He <laughs> says, where were you last Saturday? And I said, and I thought, oh, no. He showed me the paper <laughs> and my name. I said, oh, busted. Yep. So then I had to tell him. And we went around. And he said no yet. So then oh, well. he said, you can't go. And one night my mom and I sat down with him and said, you know, this kid wants to wrestle. And I wasn't a great big guy at that time. I was, okay. you know, about five foot and 
in uh, seventh grade. And uh, I had done well in the two-week thing that we had, you know, that the high school team did for the little kids. and mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun there, but, but to do it every day, that, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And uh, finally, it came to the point where my dad said, <laughs> if you can take me down, you can go out for wrestling. <laughs> Quote what he said. And yeah. I thought, oh, man. You know, my dad was like 280. He was a pretty big boy, six sure. foot 280. And I was strong, you know. Yeah. I was, I was a far boy. But I tell you, I took him down. But that wasn't in seventh grade. I think that was in eighth grade I did that. But anyway, I took him down. And then he just took his arms and just pushed me straight up in the air and right off. And I thought, okay, we're done. I took yeah. Down. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where how I got started. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we made an agreement on the chores. I had to do more in the morning, so I didn't have to do it at night. So I was getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Jeez. Doing two hours worth instead of one. So that we changed the feeding on. We had a bunch of beef cows. And okay. All that stuff. So, yeah, that's how I got involved in the wrestling program in Spring Valley, Minnesota. Okay. And uh, I didn't go to college. So I decided to get married. I was 19. My wife was 18. And uh, we started our family young. And two years later, we had our first kid. And and that was our first boy, and then we had four boys in a row. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we were having fun because Josh was just getting into uh, football. They had a little youth league. By then, sure. we had moved to Sturtville because I got close to Rochester. I didn't know you lived in Sturtville. For one year. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. One year. And, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, your mom and dad. That's were, my territory, yeah. or my family's territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both mom and dad. They were around there. Yep. Well, I don't know. We could have ran into them. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, right. And, uh. Yeah, so it was getting kind of fun, all the kids getting involved in their program. But I had a job where I worked from uh, 2.45 in the morning until my route got done about 4 o'clock. Oh, jeez. 3 o'clock, because you have to check in after you get in, da-da-da-da. And so I never really could go and commit yeah. to the coaching. And after that, I got into supervision and... and uh, so I was over here in Owatonna. I got promoted. I was supervisor of all the routes going out of Owatonna. And then again, it was 2.45. Our first route left at 3, but then the last route didn't get done until 7 o'clock at night. Jeez. So I didn't have any time to get in this room. And I was mm-hmm. doing, I was changing my routes around when I do a vacation route for a guy. I'd change it around so I could be at that town where the kids were wrestling. Okay, yep. And we did it down in Wells one time. We did it down in Albert Lee one time. I went in coast for a couple hours and <laughs> yep. finished the route. Sure. So, oh, man. Yeah, it was it was it was quite. Uh, well, and how your your boys were only what I, I know. Jake and Adam were two years apart. Um, they're all two Gabe, years apart. Yeah, two years. Yeah, I was about to say they all two seem and like half they're between two. Gabe and Jake, but yeah, okay. they're all about two. Yeah, jeez. So that sounds super easy. Four kids, all within, or four boys, especially all within two years of each other. And then yeah. I had a life changing event happen. Mm-hmm. And, I, and now I say, you know, God works in wondrous ways. I hurt my back, and it was a, I blew out two discs on a lifting accident. I lifted a ladder, and it was too much weight out there, and I sure. twisted and turned, and da-da-da. And, and so I, I couldn't do that job anymore. I tried. Couldn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't do the routes. I couldn't lift or anything. So um, I got a job at the schools. I went in and I, I volunteered at the lunch hour at the junior high. Okay. That's where it all started. I just volunteered uh-huh. to go there at noon hour and do supervision. Sure. And Mrs. Salcedo saw that, and the next year she offered me a job, and 
So what what uh, year was that about? Oh, mid nineties, right? Or early? Oh, 90s? No, early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety one. Okay. I started with schools, I think. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, but before that time, I was when after I got hurt. Then um, Scott Davis moved to town, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided that in uh, eighty. 86, I think he came, 86 or 87 season, something like that. And uh, he came over to my house, and we sat at the kitchen table, and we went, we thought, we're going to start up a new program, because it was Park and Rec, mm-hmm. and they were, they were doing well, but we thought we could take it up a notch higher, you know? Sure. So, Scott and I sat at that table, and we sat there, we wrote the whole program down on paper, everything, the, the cigarettes, the, the uniforms, the whatever tournaments we could go to looked them all up in the guilty magazine and and it was a bunch of money that we wanted to spend so we had to go out and get sponsors but before we did all that it's kind of an inside joke scott and i always said because i asked him at the end of all this gosh scott can we really do this and he said yes we can we can do anything we want and i thought you know what that's pretty good i like that we can do this (laughs) and so we did we put the youth program together we had looked at the uh, previous youth, and it was like 50 kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, we, we planned on, uh, that was in the spring, too. And so we planned on, you know, that 50 or 60, because we were out promoting. And we ended up with that first year, it was over 150. And I had to order uniforms three times. <laughs> that was the best problem I ever well, had in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Just keep reloading. I brought my little book. Oh, nice. And I got some figures here. Yeah, in, uh, I guess it was 87, 88, I got the numbers here. It was Park and Rec. So mm-hmm. in 88, 89, we did it. And we ended up with 184 kids that year. Jeez. That first year. So it was it was really fun because I was going into schools. We had tables mm-hmm. like this at the schools. I set up a few trophies and had a piece of paper. I was handing out when the kids come out of the lunchroom. So I got every kid in the school. You want to go out? You want to win that trophy? Come on out for wrestling. Yeah. That's all I said. And boy, <laughs> it really went off. It took off. Went up to 184, then 268 that following year. That was the highest we ever had. Yeah, I remember those. That was. I was in 90. Thinking about those duels, uh, you know, the Friday night rumbles where, I mean, it was 50 versus 50, just one elementary school against another. Mm-hmm. Like, those were crazy. Oh, yeah. We had. Uh, Lincoln was probably the biggest team. Oh, was that your team? No, uh, you were Wilson. McKinley. I was Wilson. Oh, you were Wilson. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, Lincoln had like 70, 80 kids on it on yeah. a team. It was so crazy. They were something. But we we uh, we had a huge. We were upstairs most of the time up here in the high school gym because we couldn't fit yeah. anymore. We started out in the our first match was in the the old wrestling room. Yep. Down there, the it's a locker room now. Yeah. And it's like I had two teams with over fifty kids apiece. And then all the parents and grandparents wanting to come in and watch them. Oh, sure. So it was, a, it was just a mess. We had to have the people stand outside. We'll call you when your kid comes. Yeah. You come in, you watch the wrestle, then you'd have to go back out so somebody else come back in. Mm-hmm. The parents did very well with it. They saw. Yeah. So I, I told them, I didn't plan on having 100 kids wrestling here tonight. Right. <laughs> we got more uniforms coming because there were some in yeah. T-shirts and shorts. And, well, and you had those singlets that were, you know, rentals. So yep. it, every kid was able to get a singlet. It, I yep. mean... You guys did such a good job in, you know, inclusivity-wise by having, you know, the the least expensive sport in town. Mm-hmm. You know, and we had the singlets where they're reversible. Yeah, red on yeah. one side and 
blue and yellow so they could be whatever color they were in the match. So it worked out real well. Yeah, absolutely. And then the whole team was all the same color. Yeah, that too. That, yep. That's what we went after is trying to get all the kids to feel like a team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so then uh, I did that for a few years. I did it for, from uh, 87 all the way up to 03. Wow. At the youth program. And uh, I started helping out at the junior high because I worked there so I could talk to the kids. And I started to promote them there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I see a kid in the hallway and I grab him around the head and say, hey, yeah. what are you doing after school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Larry Hubs and recruiting tool. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I did it. I was constant. It never you stopped. You were. It never stopped. Yep. Yep. And we, uh, I went in to help Rod Nakagaki. He was a head coach for yeah, two years right. while I worked with him. And... Uh, we had 20 that year and 28 the following year. And then Coach uh, Rod became the head coach of the uh, girls' volleyball, volleyball team. Yeah. So he couldn't do that anymore because he had to commit to all that. Sure. So then Scott asked me if I wanted to do it and be in charge. So I did. But I had a guy named Dave Nelson. Yeah. I got him, and I don't know how we even got him. That kid, I don't think he ever did quit coaching when he graduated from school. I think he was right. there every night. Yeah. All the time. I saw how he coached, so I asked him to come up there at the junior high, and he did. And we were a, we were a dual coaching job that I don't think any other team could even come close to that. Right. What we had going there, mm-hmm. he was kind of I always called him a little Banny Rooster because he was always jumping around yelling at kids, "Come on, now, you got to do this, yeah. you got to do that." And then I'd go around behind him and pick up the kid up. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Let's go. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> Pump him back up after he tore right. him down. <laughs> But uh, that that is kind of a strategy if you can do that right. Yeah. Well, and, make and that kid in on a good note. I re- I remember, yeah, I re- I remember that combination. But at the same time, it's not like he was ever unfair about it. Like you know, it, it's a hard age to coach. Oh yes, rambunctious. The energy's crazy. The hormones are going crazy. New like, kids, like yeah, the behavioral Eric. problems. So like. You need someone like that. You know, you yep. need that type of bulldog mentality. But yep. then, yeah, to have the good cop on the other side <laughs> picking up the pieces, that's pretty crucial, too. Yeah, and then we, uh, I don't know, we, we built it up there. We got in the 40s in about 2002, and we hung in there at 46, 53, 54, 38, 52, 50. So we, we had some big teams. Mm-hmm. And that was just 7th and 8th grade. That wasn't yeah. the 6th grade. Wasn't, they didn't have middle school yet. 6th right. graders were still over at Willow Creek. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, 2011, they came in. The sixth graders came into the room, and uh, I thought I'm, I thought I might want to retire because I was I was burned out or not burned out, but I was tired. Yeah. And long, uh, long so time. I took a two-year leave of absence. Didn't plan on coming back, but uh, things happened where there was about eight kids going off wrestling that next year in uh, 2012. Okay. And I thought, oh no, why? What's going on? Because I, I hadn't heard. They're all, they're all hollering about stuff, but I, I didn't really think that, that was so true. There was kids that sure. were going to go to Medford. Oh really? Yeah. And then, and then uh, I talked to them. I said, will you come out if I come back? Yeah. So then they went and told their buddies, Hub just come mm. back. Nelson come back, and Chet mocked came instead yep. of instead of Nelson. Chet Mock came in there and he helped me with those sure. three years. We built that program back up before Alan Yule took over. So Yeah. That's kind of where it is there. But but uh, the wrestling and the and the broadcasting, that's how I learned. Because I watched these kids grow up from the youth all the way through. Right. Yep. To the senior in high school. So I, I knew what they did. I knew what their favorite move was. Yep. I knew if they could get a takedown or not. I yep. knew if they're gonna win or lose. 
you know, some matches, you, if you have to lose, you don't want to get pinned. You want to save those right. team points. So that's what a coach says. And I knew what we could do. And if we had to put a guy in there to see off his back, that's what we did. Yeah. And Chet Mock was one of them guys we used all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we used him all the time for that role, but when yeah. he was younger. Yeah. It, well, and it definitely added to the broadcast because I, I recall watching some of my old tape back and um, my, my freshman year on one of my first starts and everything. And yeah, to have, I mean, you knew all, you know, obviously all my relatives and everything too, but uh, yeah, you're just like, wow, we've been, you know, he's in the weight room. He's got a, you know, he was was all at 80 pounds. Yeah. He never got pinned. I don't think so. Yeah. There's, there's always that insight that you were able to to deliver, which Mm -hmm. was awesome. And because you were there. Oh yeah. Davis would call me at at nine o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, 12 Mm -hmm. o'clock at night. If we had an idea, we had it between us, call so we don't forget by morning. You know? Sure, sure. So we would go down there. He'd be called by wife and say, oh, my goodness, what time is it? <laughs> and I'd have to go downstairs. You know, our, we didn't have cell phones at that time. We had right. cord phones. I had to sit in the kitchen. Yeah. I couldn't. So I just talked low. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, we, we talked three times a day, every day during wrestling season. <laughs> every day. We did for sure because we were always saying, who do you got ready Okay, I need a guy for this spot because he's, you know, building up here, too. We need yeah, more people. For sure. And he had yep. 70 guys in the high school wrestling room and, and uh, still wasn't enough. We needed more sometimes yep. to fill in at those JV tournaments or the freshman tournaments. Oh, you're, when you're sending three varsity <laughs> teams yeah. different yeah. places. Yeah. For sure, too. So, yeah. And then that next team was a JV, but they were, you know, they were number three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they did well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and they did well. So we, we had a lot of fun all those years of of uh, of uh, just coaching and just having fun. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Absolutely. Well, and I keep saying it. You know, it. I well, a I wanted you back on, and you know, because you are what I think about with the voice of Owatonna Wrestling, but mm-hmm. also so well staked in my own memories you know you talk about the 87 88 that was when we moved to town so my first year was the year that that was unrolled and so i yeah i that's what i cherish the most was so you never did wrestle in the park park and rec nope oh my yeah came uh it was that 87 we moved here the week of the Oatana open in 87 so came here won that you know Mm -hmm. good for for kid 50 pound kindergarten tournament. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, the very next fall then was the the first year I was actually here for the season. And that was the year that it had been reformed to what it is, you know, what mm-hmm. it became under you and we Davis. Control of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, you know, I, it's, it, it's such a part of my upbringing to think about ah, tonight's Wilson versus McKinley and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I get that it's a, a little bit different culture and that, you know, Owatonna is such a good sports town that a lot of other sports kind of follow oh, so the lead. More, yeah. Yeah. And they've, you know, uh, become much more organized. You, you guys just had such a great, uh, you were far and away in the lead as far as organizing, marketing, everything like that. Marketing. And our fundraisers, we sold candy. Yeah. And, right. and I had a semi, literally semi back in my driveway sure. and filled my garage up with candy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first year we did it, it, uh, it, uh, we had to sort our own, have to go into the boxes and set up everybody's order. But by they saw the numbers we had, they changed it and yeah. put everything in one box, everything a kid needed. And we right. had some good, we had some good incentive prizes. We were giving away bikes and we were giving away uh, four wheel drive trucks for the, the, the 
automated ones where the you can power drive wheels. Power wheels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, them yeah. kids went nuts over them things. Uh, yeah. And I, it worked out because at the fair that year, they had that. So all the kids were all fired up in them four wheel drive trucks. Sure. So. Yeah. That, that, oh. That's what gave me and Dave were sitting there. That's what gave us the idea. He said, oh, okay. I, think I know what our fundraiser incentive is this year. So we bought a bunch of them toy trucks. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Self propelled or self controlled. And, and uh, yeah, we had mm. a lot of fun doing them fundraisers. Oh, man. Dale Benjamin was another guy. And he 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 was on the radio. Yep. Before I was, I think he did the radio most of his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one that taught me how to talk. You know, he he went to school. He went to college for that. And so I always teased him. Yeah, you went to school and learned. How, you had to pay to learn how to talk. Like <laughs> yeah. that. You know, when yeah. I say something wrong, I'm a new guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we uh, we had a lot of fun. Coaching oh, all yeah. at the, all the tournaments we drive to and ride the bus and sometimes we ride a car and and then the high school we were up to that state tournament and we had hotels and rooms and and the fun times with all the other parents you mm-hmm. know they'd all get together and we'd all have casserole dishes and they'd have a ham and they'd, they'd yeah. have big meals there for us so Absolutely. they expect us to come in so yeah get a little cotton out here that's all right that's all right well it's probably uh, good timing though so. Thank you yet again. Um, I, like I said, I don't think I've ever heard your full backstory or anything like that. So that's, I touched on a lot of this stuff. Yeah, oh, like so here much. and here and there. But yeah, it, it's cool to hear. I mean, you had to really fight to be a part of the sport originally. You know, mm-hmm. literally, I did literally he wrestled yeah. for it. Yeah, <laughs> so my dad. yeah, but <laughs> he was a basketball player, so it was kind of easy taking him down. I just couldn't. Yeah. Hold him down. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so much. I, I, you know, greatly appreciate that. And I look forward to, you know, we have one more episode for this season okay. uh, next week. And then after that, uh, we'll take a little hiatus with the summer and everything like that. And then next fall, uh, we'll actually start this kind of right before the season starts and get the hype going and everything yeah. like that. Get everybody and, informed. Absolutely. So that's the main thing. If everybody yep. knows what's going on, it is so much so much a better program. Yeah. It turns absolutely. into a great program after it's at the end of it. It's been a great yeah. program. People say that because they knew what was going on. If you keep them parents informed. Absolutely. That is number one. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Coach. Okay. And, and thank you to Premier Bank. Um, once again, the sponsor for this week's podcast, the whole month of April, actually. Um, yeah, Premier Bank, the expertise is small business lending. That's who they know. That's what they are. Everyone on the board is a very successful small business owner or owning multiple ones of those. So um, th- that's who we go to bat for, Not you know, 10 times out of 10. It's uh, a great atmosphere. It's collaborative with all our clients. And, you know, it, we're a big character bank where, you know, we – the, the people that we trust, the people that, you know, we have a great relationship with. Family owned. Yeah, we'll go to bat for them any day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's Thank a big you. thing. Family owned, family ran, community bank. Mm-hmm. Nothing better than that. Yeah. Okay, well, we got one more uh, show coming up next week. Yep. And uh, so that'll put the end of the, uh, the end of this one, the Otana Wrestling Weekly Podcast. Coach Johnson running the show down there. He hands out the, what we're going to talk about and who we're going to talk to and yep. makes my job real easy. Yeah, you that's just the like goal. See, you did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, true. Told, told me what I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. that about wraps it up here. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take care.